one day away, man. So as we get ready for the game with our new Sons of the Shoe podcast with Nick Wilson and my boy Spencito, Spencer German, make sure to get their take on the game that was with their post-game edition. Don't forget, we will also have a special, special post-game show uh, programming announcement. We are going to have a special post-game show. It will not be with A Anthony Alford. In fact, it will be with my man Jonathan Peterlin. After the final whistle Saturday, subscribe to the Sons of the Shoe and the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So, yeah, a couple programming uh, uh, announcements right now. Tomorrow morning, when you turn on your radios, you will not hear G. Bush in the barbershop. You will hear my man Double A, Anthony Alford, as he's in for G. Bush. And Jonathan Peterlin will be taking over the post-game show hosting. I'll be here producing for JP. Probably jumping in, cutting him off, and all that other good stuff. But right now, we go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline to bring in my homie, former Ohio State Buckeye, former NFL DB, Ohio State. Uh, what, what is it? National uh, National Championship Game MVP. He's a co-host of the Cleveland Browns uh, post game show right here on ninety two three. The fan. More importantly than that, man, my brother, my friend, Typhus Powell. Happy holidays, brother. Happy holidays to you, man. I hope Thanksgiving was great for you. I ate a lot, man. I ate a lot. I got to my auntie's house uh, early. I said, I'm going to kick back. I'm going to watch some football, take a nap. I ain't going to do nothing. I got there, man. She put me to work right away. <laughs> you, I mean, I don't know why you thought anything different. Get right on them kitchens. Get your, get your duty in the kitchen. Set that table. Make sure your hands is washed. You know how it go. Yeah, man, I know how it go. Speaking of how it go. Things have not been going the way they should be going in Ohio the last couple of years, man. We are not used to losing to Michigan. We are not losing used to losing to Michigan on a consistent basis. I have the mindset right now, man, of, you know, Ryan Day need to go beat Michigan or we need a new coach. Am I kind of jumping? Am I, am I being too extreme right now? No, I mean, you. It, it's justifiable. I mean, you're used to – us dominating over them, and obviously he hasn't gotten that done the past two years. I mean, hopefully this year he can get back to 500. I mean, it's not like he hasn't won. He has won against them in 2019 as a head coach, but I think it was just the fashion that they lost the last two times. Two years ago, it was completely just utter dominance. You know, they just completely dominated the line of scrimmage, out-physicaled us, out-hit us, and then last year it seemed to be like they got out-schemed. So, I mean, if you look at those two fashions, you'll be like, man, you know, that's not the Ohio State that you grew up accustomed to or that we should be seeing. We have way too much talent for us to be losing by 21 or more points to a team that's not even that great. So I understand why you're saying that. However, I say all that to say, even if he loses this game, which he's, he's not going to, but even if he loses this game, I don't think he's going to get fired except for the simple fact that he does have the number two recruiting class that if you fire him, then you might lose some of those recruits as well. So I think that you have to uh, ride it out with, with Ryan Day until now if he get, if he loses and then he loses recruits, then I think it's justifiable to fire him. I guess I didn't think of that nugget either. You know, I had a caller last segment named Q before you came on, and he, he talked about, you know, if you, if you fire Ryan Day – you'll lose Brian Hartline. Man, you didn't talk kind of like, you know, off the record. I'm excited about Chris Henry's son coming in. And so I kind of don't want to lose that kid because I don't have Ryan Day. So I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it might it might piss some people off if, quote, unquote, we lose to Michigan, but there's bigger things that might stop him from being fired. 
So you said that's not going to help happen. Tell me why this year is going to be different from the last two years. Well, I think when you look at last year, you know, they, the defense was actually for the past couple of years, I would say since 2019, 2019 was the last good year that we had a solid defense. Um, I think for the past three, four years, we our defense has been handicapping us. And I think that finally this year, that defense is legit. I mean, they only given up. They've only given up more than seven points in one game in the second half, and that was to Notre Dame. This defense, they get to halftime, they make adjustments, and they shut everybody down. So I think that when when you look at the Wolverines, you know, I mean, they got they got the two running backs who's really good, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corm is really good. Blake Corm is probably one of the best running backs in the country. But that offensive line is not quite the same of what it was before. You know, they're, they, they're not going to be as dominant on that offensive line as they've been in past years. I think our defensive line will be able to get after them and be able to make some plays in that backfield. So I think that right there to me is why, you know, I don't think that, that the Wolverines is going to win this game. All right, man, I'm talking to Tyvis Powell, man, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Um when you talk about this defense, right, they're giving up, what, 9.2 points a game. They with The opponents is averaging 252 yards a game. If they can get past Ohio, uh, if they can get past Michigan, you know, it all but secures. It's, it's pretty much a lock in, in the playoffs. Is this defense good enough? Is Kyle McCord good enough for Ohio State to uh, go out there and win a national championship this year? That's the question that everybody's going to find out tomorrow. I mean, is he good enough? Yes, he's had games this season where he's looked amazing. Michigan State, he looked great. Last week, he looked great. Notre Dame, uh, against a good Notre Dame team, he was able to put together a game-winning drive when he had no business winning that game. So he's giving you glimpses of greatness that he he possessed. He just got to find a way to do it again Tomorrow, I mean that's. I mean, listen. You got the skill set. You got Marvin Harrison, the best wide receiver in the country. You got a Mecca Abuka who's coming back, who's been and he's been kind of dinged up, but he's feeling. He's finally getting his groove back. You got a healthy caged over. You got a running game that's finally looking good. So you got all the things that you need to be successful. All you got to do is not let go of the wheel of the car. I mean, this thing is kind. It's it's pretty much a Tesla. It can drive itself. Just don't lose control of the car. And I think he's going to do that. Listen, he's not – I'm not going to say that he's the greatest quarterback, but I don't think he's bad in any any uh, standpoint either. I think he can stand in there and get it done because of the playmakers that he has. I like how you put that. You said it's kind of like a Tesla. And Loki sound like another team in Ohio to where you got a running game, you got a good defense. <laughs> <laughs> you just All the quarterback got to do is just go out there and not draft the car. But before we get to the Cleveland Browns, because I got to touch on the Browns with you, a couple more questions, man, as far as this Ohio State thing go. You know, during your tenure at Ohio State, you never lost to Michigan, right? And that's something that, that you, you, you walk around with your chest out talking about. And during your tenure, you went up against some dominant wide receivers um, in practice. Based on what you went up against in practice, who was the best wide receiver at Ohio State that you personally went up against, like, during the practice time? Because uh, I'm getting to a bigger receiver. question. The best wide receiver that I personally went up against, uh, I probably Devin Smith. Devin Smith had that speed, man, and I swear it didn't matter how fast you thought you was, man. When he threw that deep ball, he just turned into another gear. So I would say Devin Smith probably was the toughest cover for me. But I was young, though. You know, I I, I ended up getting my lick back when I went to Dallas and we went against <laughs> each other in practice. 
So, and I got the clips to 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 prove that too. Alvin let y'all know something about time is if y'all don't know, he don't forget. And he keep receipts. <laughs> he, he keep receipts. And this man is ready to line up no matter what time of day it is. I don't care what's going on. That's just how my brother get down. So yesterday was Thanksgiving, man. And um, you know, spent some time with my uh with my family. And I don't really like to do all the name dropping, man, but I've been kind of teasing towards it. Uh, my cousin, D. Miller, is a, a former Ohio State Buckeye. He played for uh, Cooper. He's one of Coop's boys, man. Six-round draft pick by the Green Bay Packers in 1999. And we had a conversation about the wide receiver position at Ohio State and the evolution of the wide receiver. You know, we talked about how it seems like from Chris Carter to now, we've been churning out wide receivers left and right. But it's, it's evolved into, like, this, this monster. And we talked about, you know, who's the best wide receiver in Ohio State's history. We had a couple callers call in. A caller called in and said it was Chris Carter. Somebody else said David Boston. Uh, You know, for me, I said Terry Glenn. Where do you stand with this? (laughs) This is such an interesting question because it's hard. It's so hard. I love it, too. Everybody everybody (laughs) had their own. If you're going, like, like if you're going record-wise, like statistic-wise, David Boston had a lot of records. He had the most touchdowns until Chris Olave broke that. Right. He had the most 100-yard receiving games, and I think Marvin Harrison, either he just broke it or he's going to break it this game. So it, it, David Boston would be the easy answer, but if you asking me for a one-year for a one year season who I'm taking, yeah. Who, uh, man. <laughs> See? <laughs> man, that's it. <laughs> it ain't too many wrong answers either. <laughs> it ain't, though. No, you can't go wrong with too many people. I, I might take Chris Carter, man. I think I might take Chris Carter. Okay, okay. See, I think I'll take Chris Carter. See, see, like even though Terry Glenn was that deal, I mean, the dude won the Belitnikoff. So I mean, that's not something that I. All these great wide receivers we had, not many of them won the Belitnikoff. That's a fact, right there, too. You know, because I think we, people walk around with this 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 recency bias. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is great. You know what I mean? But it's like mm-hmm. you hear Marvin Harrison Jr. is the, is the greatest wide receiver to ever come out of Ohio State, and it's like, well, two years ago you said it was Chris Olave. You know, a couple of years ago, it was Devin Smith. You know, be- before that, I can't remember who it was, but it just seemed like every year it's uh, it's, it's, it's always a different name, man. Let's shift gears a little bit before I get you out of here. How can the Cleveland Browns beat the Denver Broncos and improve to 8-3 and three on Sunday? Well, the first thing they got to do is take care of the football. I mean, that's that's been their Achilles heel. You know, they've been able to win in spite of taking care of the football, but now – that you don't have that power at quarterback at Deshaun Watson. You have to be you have to make sure that you're not turning the ball over. You gotta this defense gotta step up just a tad bit more. And I know that's hard to it's not actually that hard to do because I think they embrace that challenge. But the defense has to find ways to get takeaways and get that ball back to DTR. DTR gotta show that well he showed that last drive that he has what it takes and he has the arm talent to make a lot of great throws. But I think for him it's about confidence. Going out there, seeing completions always gives you confidence, and I'm waiting on him to get that first touchdown because once he throws that first touchdown, it, it's like reassurance, like, okay, I belong in this league. I can make plays in this league. 
So I think after he gets that first touchdown, I think the sky's the limit for that kid because of the arm talent that he has, because of the fact that he doesn't mind putting his body in the way. He'll go throw a block for you just to spring you free. And he better learn to stop doing that because if you want to play for a long time, you better start protecting yourself. But right now he's a young pup and he just wanna he just wanna do whatever it takes to win a game. So I think with that, the guys will rally behind him and find a way to get these games won. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm kind of get you out of here on this one, right? So I, I started this show off uh, after, of course, we watched the first ever game on Black Friday. By the way, NFL struck gold with that. We should have been having football the day after Thanksgiving. Like a lot of people is off Thanksgiving and Black Friday, so to really be cheated out of football two days in a row, that was a crime. But we ain't got to worry about that no more. But if you if you look at across the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. We know the Jets had Super Bowl aspirations, but Aaron Rodgers went down. They season went with it. You know, you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, very talented football team. We've even we've even done on you know different platforms comparing the Bengals roster to the Browns roster. Joe Burrow's now down, and it looked like whatever aspirations or goals they had has went with him. It doesn't seem like that for the Cleveland Browns. And so, with that being said. Has Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry done enough right now to earn contract extensions, or do you need to see the last seven games and how that play out? I think that they earned. I think they earned that extension for sure because of the crisis that they've been able to do. First of all, Andrew Barry, but say what you want about the quarterback situation, the backup quarterback situation, and even say what you want to say about the wide receiver position. Outside of those two things, that's really not that big in the grand scheme of things. He's done a great job of flipping this roster around. I mean, that front office, between him included, just the people that they brought in has changed the entire culture of a team. The players that they brought in changed the entire culture of a team. So that's why you see this team having some success because you got the right people in the building now that's been to the highest mountaintops and is trying their best and doing everything they can to get everybody to experience what they experience because they know the talent is there. So that right there alone gets Andrew Barry a pass. Kevin Stefanski just dealing with the injuries that he's dealt with, the the backup quarterbacks going in there, having them going in there and having a chance to play. Every game that we played this season, besides the Baltimore Ravens game the first time, we had a legit shot of winning the game. So technically we could possibly be, what, 9-1 technically. So that comes down to just a great coach getting the culture together, putting the right call in the right place, putting people in the right position to make plays, and having everybody buy in. I think this is one of those teams that I, I don't think I know. This is one of those teams that don't care about the accolades. It's not about the personal stats. It's about whatever it takes to win that game. And that comes straight from a, a head coach who set the culture to have these players buy into that, to have somebody say, you know what, I don't even care about my sack numbers. No, I'm not getting the sack numbers that I want, but we winning games and I'm going hard and I'm having fun and I'm doing whatever I can. Like that's, It's hard to get grown men that's got money on the line to buy in like that. And Kevin Stefanski has done an unbelievable job of getting people to do that. So I think with that being said, that's why I think he deserves a contract extension. Big facts. All right, I lied. That's not the last question. Denzel Ward is not playing this Sunday. Um, I know you have no problems with MJ Emerson sliding over to CB1. I'm pretty sure Newsom will slide up as, as well. Uh, do the Browns beat the Broncos on Sunday to improve the 8-3? 
I think it will be a tougher game than a lot of people anticipated because of the fact that the Broncos are clicking on all cylinders. I think the Browns have to come out and, and find some success defensively early on in that game, which I think they will be able to do because I don't think Denver has seen a defense quite like this. They've won some big games in the past couple of weeks, but they ain't seen no defense like what the Browns is bringing. I think offensively, I think this is the game that DTR starts to open it up a little bit more. He's going to have to take some of those down-the-field shots, and I think it's good that they didn't put a lot of it on tape because Denver won't be anticipating it. So I think that a lot early on in the game, they have to hit them with some good down-the-field shots to let them know that they're not scared to do it and that they're willing. And if they get some, if they connect on that, I think the playbook opens wide, and I think they do find a way to win this game. But I don't think it's going to be one of those blowouts. I think it's going to be one of those close, hard-nosed, rugged, come-down-to-the-last-drive type of games. But I do believe the Browns pull it off. Tyvis, man, I appreciate y'all as always, my brother, man. Go ahead, get off this line, get back to your family, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate that. Go Browns, go Bucks. Yes, sir, man. I'll talk to you soon.